This is the Passive Real Estate Podcast, the premier podcast for passive real estate investors. Matt Jones interviews experienced passive investors who share their industry secrets and active investors who show you different ways to invest passively. Welcome back to the Passive Real Estate Podcast. I'm Matt Jones, and today I'm going to be talking about crowdfunding. Now, I don't do crowdfunding myself, so a lot of uh, what I've learned is based on a book uh, that I found to be really useful called The Real Estate Crowdfunding Explained by Salvador Brigman and Christine uh, Theriault. And uh, so if you're looking to find more about crowdfunding than what I'm just talking about here on the episode, I recommend that book as well as there's other great books out there as well. So um, you know, you should think essentially of this episode as a starting point for crowdfunding. You'll need to do that additional research to really fully understand it. Essentially, crowdfunding is a style of real estate syndication that allows syndication sponsors and investors to easily connect with each other on investments. It uses the modern technology and regulations to make this happen. You see, uh, real estate industry, it's really based on old practices and is about to be completely transformed with the growing aspect of crowdfunding. Essentially, uh, you know, real estate crowdfunding is just a way for you to invest in properties through a secure third-party vendor. And these vendors are called platforms or portals, and they allow for investment companies to quickly obtain funding from the public. And this is a very efficient and faster way to raise money than what has been traditionally used in the real estate model. A crowdfunding sponsor is a person or a company who is raising money for their deals. And some crowdfunding sponsors focus on single family homes, but I think most invest in commercial real estate like apartment buildings, offices, and retail space. The crowdfunding deals are generally not developments from the ground up. Uh, to list a deal on a crowdfunding platform, the sponsor would need to be able to answer specific questions about their company and the deal to confirm that everything is 100% legit. Uh, platforms prefer established real estate companies and solid cash flowing investments. Platforms normally will require between uh, $500,000 to $5 million to be raised, but they're not permitted to hold on to the money themselves. And, you know, the, money, the minimum amount needed to invest is going to vary from as little as a few hundred dollars to thousands of dollars, which is a lot lower threshold as the minimum amount than what traditional real estate syndications would offer. Uh, you know, so those are going to be more in the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars as a minimum for uh, real estate syndications. Now, the opportunities for through these crowdfunding platforms will mainly give investors cash flow as well as tax benefits. So whether you invest in a crowdfunded uh, or when you invest in a crowdfunded deal, it can be either on the debt side or the equity side, just like uh, you know a lot of syndications as well. So debt deals work in such a way that you're part of like the bank controlling the mortgage that an investment company has to pay to you. And senior debt is prioritized over other debt that is uh, usually invested in through a, a fund. And mezzanine debt is any loan that is junior to that senior debt. Equity deals are when you have a part ownership of the property itself, which I really like. Equity, also called joint venture equity, is when multiple investors put their money in together separately to acquire a deal. And preferred equity is when the investors have the highest priority to receive cash flow from that deal, which I also recommend to be a part of as well. And granted, I, I should preempt this. I'll, you know, I'm not an attorney. I am not a CPA. If you want like actual professional advice, seek out help from those professionals. So anything I say on this podcast, like, like I mentioned before, is just my opinion through my years of experience in the real estate uh, field. But anyway, I digress. So there are various big platforms out there for crowdfunding. Uh, Fundrise allows investors to buy into the equity of individual properties. 
Realty Mobile charges you fees to invest in both their equity and debt real estate deals. Realty Shares provides investment opportunities in a wide variety of asset classes and charges the fees to the borrowers as opposed to you. CrowdStreet connects you with properties that are professionally managed in both equity and debt offerings without any fees. Groundbreaker is an online tool that allows sponsors to raise money directly from investors. And similarly, a patch of land focuses on residential debt investments and commercial real estate deals. So there are lots of different crowdfunding platforms out there. And, and there's other ones I even have mentioned as well. Uh, so you just have to kind of search around and find one that looks good for what makes sense for your uh, real estate investing uh, strategy. So crowdfunding is governed not only a, you, you know the usual real estate laws, but also the laws around selling securities because it's a type of security, like it's the same as uh, syndication. And the Securities and Exchange Commission or SEC regulates crowdfunding and is also allowing it to continue to grow. And crowdfunding really only started as being able to uh, uh, you know, allow for accredited investors who meet specific criteria with their income or assets. And real quick, to be accredited, investor needs to meet one of uh, four different things. Either one, they have a million dollars in assets, not including their personal residence. Two, they make uh, $200,000 a year for the past two years as their own income. Or uh, three, together with their spouse, if they're married, uh, make $300,000 per year for the past two years. Or four, you have some kind of other SEC regulation that they accept or a certification that they accept, so, you know, something like a Series 7, for example. Now, I want to also talk, it's really important to mention the Jobs Act of 2012 with crowdfunding uh, uh, because it was made to reduce SEC regulations on general solicitation by small businesses to create more jobs. And this is what allowed crowdfunding to begin as a new way to sell and manage securities. Crowdfunding actually was not possible before the JOBS Act. And the JOBS Act is split into different sections called titles. And all, all, you know, all of the regulatory compliance aspects, they do get kind of complicated. Therefore, like I mentioned, you should consult with like a securities attorney if you plan to be a sponsor in a crowdfunded deal. And it costs between like $5,000 to as much as like $150,000 in fees to start a crowdfunding campaign, depending on the kind that you do. Okay, anyway, so I mentioned those titles. Title two offerings are primarily for accredited investors and do not have a limit on the amount that you can raise in capital. And then title three uh, began allowing for non-accredited investors to invest through crowdfunding as of 2016. And it came with additional regulations to protect those non-accredited investors. For example, they can only invest between 5 to 10% of their annual income, depending on their income level. Uh, to make offerings under Title III, a sponsor would have to be either a broker deal, or I'm sorry, broker dealer, or just a, a portal intermediary. And platforms under Title III have to complete additional disclosures and audits provide educational materials about the risks involved with crowdfunding, and then make an effort to prevent fraud as well. The SEC allows crowdfunding to be done through either a 506B or 506C offerings with different rules, of course, and these rules are set up to protect investors who may not fully understand their investments or do not have enough net worth to be able to handle a big loss. And if a sponsor breaks the rules, they can either be fined or shut down.
With 506B offerings, sponsors cannot advertise on any deals you know, on, on Facebook or billboards or elsewhere, but they can advertise on their own platform. And investors, you know, what I mean by that is to their own current investors. And investors in uh, 506B must have a pre-existing relationship with the sponsor. And there's also a limit of 35 non-accredited investors with no limit on the number of accredited investors. On the other hand, sponsors can advertise specific deals anywhere with 506C offerings, but can only accept accredited investors. And these investors must verify their accreditation with documents such as bank statements. And another kind of uh, crowdfunded deal are through Regulation A, or Reg A for short. And Reg A provides opportunities for more non-accredited investors to participate in deals than 506B would. And uh, non-accredited investors in Reg A are, are only allowed to invest 10% of their income or net worth through that. And Reg A offerings can raise up to $50 million and may also have to follow some state regulations too. And they must be listed in the federal registrar of the SEC for 60 days before people can actually start investing with those. So, um, you know, and, and sponsors can also advertise their Regulation A offerings anywhere. Uh, Reg A is also the most expensive offering to create. It's kind of like doing a mini version of initial public offering. All right. Anyway, so I want to talk a little bit more about the crowdfunding portals, which can make real estate investing sometimes safer and easier for ordinary investors who are either accredited or, or non-accredited. And instead of trying to uh, find and buy a property yourself, you essentially pool your money together with other investors to purchase bigger properties. That way you can earn passive income from a property without having to spend the time or energy managing it. And if you prefer having total control and all of the income from a property, then maybe crowdfunding or real estate syndication is not right for you in that sense. Um, so you should be aware that there will still be some risk that you might you know, lose some or all of your investment funding or money with uh, real estate syndication, just like any other kind of real estate. And so the return on your money will vary, you know, depending on the sponsor of the deal, the deal itself, as well as market conditions. So you have to keep your emotions out of it the best you can when you analyze each deal and sponsor to make sure that they follow your investment criteria. Only you can decide what your investment criteria are going to be and the level of risk that you're comfortable taking and do not invest more than you can safely lose. So if you've got your last 50,000 and you need it to pay for medications and, and uh, medical treatment and stuff, uh, do not uh, put that money into a syndication or crowdfunded deal. You know, when I'm raising capital, I'm not going to take that money from anyone, certainly, but there are people, uh, there are syndication sponsors who will. So uh, stay away from them. But anyway, to be confident about an investor or investment, you need to know how to analyze the risks regarding three main factors. So number one, Number one here, okay, is the quality of that sponsor. That's the first thing to examine regarding their leadership, their track record, and how well their deals match with their experience and expertise. So number thing, uh, number two thing is the deal structure itself. The higher the position your money has in a capital stack, you'll have some higher risks alongside the potential to make greater profits. And for example, the equity investments have better returns than senior debt, since the senior debt has a better chance of making money. And equity deals also offer good uh, tax benefits as well, which I love also. And uh, number three thing to uh, consider to be confident in investment or in an in investment is the location. It's more than just the old real estate adage of location, 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 because with crowdfunding, you're not tied to just investing locally where you live. You know, think about the job trends and population growth in the properties uh, market of where you're looking at. 
Okay, explore the different platforms to find one that really suits your needs. So, you know, check them all out and, and, and decide what makes the most sense for you. Uh, there's uh, different kinds of platforms. So uh, curated versus uncurated. So curated platforms are going to analyze and underwrite deals for you, whereas uncurated platforms make you do all of the due diligence to verify what the sponsors say about their deals. And most of the investments you'll find are the ones that provide cash flow. Uh, only some of the deals are development deals, since it can actually be kind of difficult to gauge where or whether they will or will not be successful. So you really should do your own research to prevent being scammed by fraud in the world of crowdfunding or any kind of real estate. Consult with an attorney and a CPA when necessary and only work with sponsors who have a proven track record of successful investing. New sponsors, while they might have their heart in the game, if they don't have support with from experienced partners, those new sponsors may not have the skills or experience necessary to limit risks. Good sponsors and good platforms will be very transparent with you regarding the risks. So there are three influences that may trick you into a bad investment with a, a crowdfunded deal. So the first uh, you know, tricky influence is social proof, which is like the idea that, hey, if other people are investing in it, then you can convince yourself that you should too. Don't fall for that. Make your own decisions. Uh, number uh, two influence that can change you is the urgency. So when a syndication sponsor or crowdfunding platform is saying like, oh, you need to invest right now, or there's a, an imminent deadline that is going to rush you through your decision, hold back, actually. There's going to be other deals in the future. You can watch that deal, but don't feel pressured to invest immediately. Do it when the time is right for you. And the number three uh, is uh, expert in authority is where you might incorrectly think that a platform or a syndication sponsor, that they're an expert because they work in the real estate all the time. That doesn't mean that they know what the heck that they're doing. So Again, real estate crowdfunding is a great way to get started, especially if you have a little bit or only have a little bit of money and want, just want to get your feet wet. I think um, generally you might not make as much return off of your money through a real estate syndication, or I'm sorry, through a crowdfunded syndication as you would with a regular syndication, because there's a lot of more logistics and, and um, things like that with a crowdfunding deal than there is with a regular syndication. But uh, it really depends. Uh, the, you, you can make money with either. But the like I said, the sponsor matters more than the deal, but the deal is still really important. And then also pay attention that everything is matching your investment criteria. So thanks for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with somebody who you think might want to also learn about crowdfunded deals. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Subscribe to this podcast to stay updated on new episodes. Leave a review to let us know that you enjoy the content. There are tons of ways to invest in real estate that you can explore by reading Matt Jones's book called Book About Real Estate. It summarizes many top real estate books all in one. Find it on Amazon, Audible, iTunes, Google Play, or barnesandnoble.com. If you want to learn more about passive real estate investing, go to hawkwingcapital.com.